Well, hello and welcome to the City Dance Company podcast. My name is Daniel Roberts. New Breed by City Dance Company is now entering its third year and is fast becoming one of the most anticipated seasons on the City Dance Company calendar. Held at CourageWorks, New Breed aims to bring a voice and exposure to four up-and-coming choreographers. This year, two from City Dance Company and two independent Australian artists. For our first episode of the New Breed series, I'm joined by both of those lovely dancers slash choreographers of City Dance Company, Jesse Scales and Richard Chilly. Hey guys. Hey. Good morning. Yes, what a morning. What a morning. <laughs> well guys, uh, only a few weeks out from opening night, how are we feeling? It's pretty nerve-wracking, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've, I've come to a point of calm now where mm. I realise it's almost beyond my control now. I've made this thing yeah. and um, I can do what I can to make it work, but the work exists now outside of me, and which is, which is exciting mm. because mm. it's existed inside my head for such a long time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, so Jesse, maybe you can start the ball rolling. Um, how, how does how does one make a work for new breed? How how does it start? How, I'm how... still not sure, <laughs> to be honest. Um, well, well, you've done it. Yeah, this is true. This yeah. is true. Uh, I sort of I pulled from um, all the sort of choreographers I work with because it's my first professional company, so I'm not. It is all quite new to me still. So mm. uh, yeah, I guess I drew a lot from Raf. So I did a lot of tasking stuff as well. I had a really good idea. I had some time last year. Um, to play around with just random dancers, whoever was available. So I had an idea of what was I wanted and what I didn't want as well. So let's so. talk about um, let's talk about that. So like play around with dancers. So mm -hmm. um, to get a piece into New Breed, do you go to Raf and say? I'd love to choreograph, or yeah. is there a chance for me, or how, how does that happen? Yeah, well, he he, um, he went around the studio, asked if anybody was interested in doing it. I actually put my hand up a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was a bit hesitant at, start, at the first um, time he asked, so mm. I think I was a bit late, <laughs> so I didn't right. get my name in the hat, you know, the first pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I had it in my mind for a very long time. Um, so Raf knew that I was interested, and um, it just happened to be the right place right time for this year yeah um yeah so raf was like yeah you want to do it i'm like mm. cool sounds good <laughs> i would love to get it off my chest in yeah sort of way. that's right been yeah. thinking about it for so long mm. um yeah so then uh he um allowed us to have some what we call play time um sort of ex experimenting exploring different um ideas with whoever was available in um rehearsal times and um yeah and then from that was the year before uh this year so uh, then this year we had a bit more sort of scheduled time where we could work with the dancers that we wanted to work with and who would eventually be in the piece. And, um, yeah, then it was quite sporadic, the time that we had, because we were rehearsing during uh, tour time, so it was like an hour here, two hours there, whatnot. Um, yeah. So. And then it all sort of comes together. Comes together. Strangely yeah. enough, it just sort of... <laughs> falls into place. I mean, we work with such professional dancers. I mean, it's a professional company. And um, so we do have our stuff together. And it's quite easy when you have, yeah, professional people who ha are on the same page with you and you can go back and forth. And it's um, it just sort of keeps going rather than having to go backwards all the time and starting afresh. Right. So, and so Richie, you're sort of in the same boat. You're working with your colleagues, pushing your colleagues in different ways. And, yeah. you know, colleagues, friends, people you go out with. Uh, how's that been for you? Uh, it's been an interesting transition to being kind of one and the, one of the pack to then the one out the front, I think, and to kind of go, okay, now I'm setting the agenda. We're going to try and do this weird thing that I've asked you to do. And um, 
it it is it is weird, but it's really fun because it's people you know really well, and it's people you respect, and it's people you um, you love watching dancing, and you watch them dance every day. So finally, you get the chance to kind of push them in a direction that you might be interested in, or get them to uh, get to challenge them, or or uh, engage them in a way that uh, you might not have seen them move before, or. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Is it daunting um, working with people you know so well? Because I imagine uh, we sort of stand there waiting for you to, to do something. You know, uh, <laughs> how are those moments when you're looking at a group of people going, "I've got no idea what to do with you." All. <laughs> how do you how do you work through those moments, or do you have those moments? I I do. Sometimes I'm like, oh. I, I really know what I'm talking about. Do they know? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, well, I uh, feel like I feel like um, dancers probably are always going to nod along and, yeah. and try and. I think if you have a and good give group it a go. and, and yeah. give it a go, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. And and uh, and you're in my piece, so you mm. know. Mm. Um, you guys do, and I say some crazy things that probably don't make sense a lot of the time, but you do your best to. Uh, make sense of that and interpret that through your bodies. And mm. with my piece, with there's a lot of improvisation, uh, the stimulus can be, in my head, something that is uh, uh, really, or the, the language that I might use to explain uh, an experience, a physical experience, might be really um, not easy to understand. So right. it's been a, it's been a process in me, like learning to communicate my ideas in multiple ways for different right. people to understand better. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the, the, the idea becomes cohesive sort yeah. of throughout the group and people have a sort of understanding of really what they're trying to portray. Yeah. And everyone accesses their ideas. Everyone accesses dance from different perspectives and that's totally what I've learned as well. Like you have to, you have to approach it differently slightly with every person and mm. you have to find the way to make it work for everyone. Yeah. And Jesse, your um, the maybe you could talk about the subject matter of your piece and the title and sort of how you've managed to convey those those ideas to your dancers and then mm. get them to convey that to the audience. Yeah, well, uh, so the piece is called "What You See," um, and I guess it was I really wanted to explore um, body postures and subtle nuances that may be subconscious when you're just in everyday life when you're talking to someone. Um, and see how some body languages are misunderstood, misconstrued. Um, and then it was looking at from a struggling point of view. So looking at everyday struggles all the way through the what I've d discovered to be the very wide, diverse range, all the way through to extreme cases like anxiety, PTSD, bipolar, depression, um, all of those sorts of things. Um, it was... Difficult at first, I think, because it was to pinpoint like whether I really wanted to talk about sort of mental illnesses or whether I wanted to just look at particularly the body postures and what your as if from a physical point of view, like mm. what your body actually does, mm -hmm. sort of like an acting point of view, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so we first looked at uh, how um, different different emotions that were connected to each sort of 
circumstance and looked at physically what your body did. So whether you were hunched over, whether you folded your arms, uh, whether you looked away, whether you would frown, furrow your brow. Um, and then it was looking at those body postures in space, whether you um, ran away from somebody, whether you um, sat down in the room, sort of slumped over or something like that. So we, you know, we started doing... Um, creating phrases that was, it was it wasn't really a phrase it was just a compilation of all those types of body postures and it was looking at your face as well so yeah the eyebrows and all of that mm. um and it's just sort of built from that and i think it was really exploring the 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 differences between what was immediately put out so if you do an um a, a very immediate reaction to something that happens to you so you 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 frown or you, you retract away from something and then um, the difference between the, the subtle ones um, whether you you know raise an eyebrow ever so slightly or whether you, you back away just a tiny little bit right. Um, and right so sort of working on those sort of the extreme and the subtlety and yeah. finding the difference between yeah. those and and why those happen exactly yeah, exactly right. it was hard to come up with at first because when, when you're standing in the room, it's like, what do I do? And you feel like you're putting it on until you like yeah. you fold your arms. And yeah. so we really had to get into the head spaces. I broke it down to three sort of sections. The first one sort of looking at depression Because you have three dancers. Sadness. Yes, three yeah. dancers. Mm. Um, they each have a section each where they do a, a sort of a solo each. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first one sort of looking at the sadness and the second one at anxiety and the third one at frustration and anger, to put it quite simply. Yeah. Um, so... I designated each dancer to each one and um, they could had to put themselves into those situations imagining themselves whether they're you know for an anxiety point of view if it was um, they're at a party and they were just <laughs> completely nervous and or if they felt like they were crying and they had to sort of put on this mask where they had to cover that because they needed to be sociable or something mm. like that or whether it was just completely looking at every single angle of one sort of tiny emotion like if you were frustrated every different sort of outcome that you could have whether it was your own or whether it was somebody else's so we drew from their own experiences and my own experiences as well as sort of becoming a a different person a character and seeing what they that person would do because everybody responds differently depending on who they are and what their backgrounds are Mm. um yeah so it was it was quite interesting to see what we came up with. Yeah. Um, and also an interesting task for you to, again, push, exactly. push your friends in that way. And, exactly. And for you to, you know, to find a way to get those feelings out. Yeah. And, uh, um, I guess when we're dancers, we we do, we are people, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. we, like we've been working with Xian Law at the moment talking about, um, about how we are just regular people who mm-hmm. do this sort of crazy thing. And so how do we get those normal feelings? How do we put that into this crazy mm. thing that we mm. do and then interpret it? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. I felt quite horrible sometimes, I have to say, because like, Letitia does the third section, which is about frustration and anger, mm. and sometimes I felt like I needed to truly make her angry and frustrated, so I'd push her to a limit. And yeah. I, I felt so horrible. I was like, I'm going to have no friends by the end of this piece. Some method choreographer right there. Yeah. I suppose it, it's it, really, it really brought, it really brought, brought all that raw energy and um, sort of interest to the fore and helped you know, push it from some, something from within rather than sort of creating personas on top of who you are. And, mm-hmm. So it also became difficult when we started creating 
you know, in structuring the piece, um, putting steps to it. And so visually I would look at it and say, oh, okay, that bit needs to sort of, you need to look over there for that little section. Mm -hmm. And that might not be uh, what they would do instinctually. So sometimes you had to, um, I, I said you had, you need to make, make it true for yourself. Like right. make whatever that is that feels uncomfortable and not natural, um, make it natural for that, your being to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, so it was sort of habitual and, right. yeah, it would just happen. Mm. Yeah. And now, Richie, your, um, your subject matter, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, your piece is all about Titanic. That's right. It's about nothing else but Titanic. <laughs> Rehearsals That's what I got just... from it. <laughs> we just sit and watch Titanic. That's and, it. Um, and that's and then it. we comment at it to the audience. Yeah. No, we do. We there is there is a there is a nautical theme there is to nautical theme. my work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Hinterland, uh, which is not nautical at all. Mm. Uh, Pretty but, far away from nautical. Yeah, it's it's maybe the opposite. Yeah. So Hinterland means. Well, it means kind of the back country behind a coastal area, but it also means a, an area beyond what is known, so and an kind of unknown territory. So I thought about how that applies to um, the mind or or humanity, and this kind of the the back country of our of our minds, and so things like our imagination and our subconscious. Um, and how they affect our life, and the difference between what people see on the surface and what might be going on behind. Maybe a little bit similar to yours, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the product is is a little different, I would say. Yes. Um, we used actually Titanic does come into it because we use this idea of the iceberg. So there's the there's the bit that you can see that floats above the water, and then there's this huge thing underneath which you might not even know about. Mm. Um, so. Uh, that was one, yeah, one metaphor. That's that one metaphor. Used. Yeah, yeah, that we yeah. used to sort of, gen- I guess, well, not not really even generate movement, but it's sort of been just a running theme. How did yeah. we even generate the movement now? Tell, um, tell me, remind me. Okay, so at first there, we used a lot of improvisation. Uh, we we played with, first of all, textures. So whatever task we did, we used we applied textures on top of it or qualities so uh, i think to make a lot of the the group like the duets and solo material we got into pairs and we made phrases where we were connecting body parts that's right in different points in space right and trying to find interesting ways to arrive there i think we were in santiago that's when right. We we're doing that. Yeah, we we're in Santiago. <laughs> that seems like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we even did. I think one of the, the first rehearsal we did was in Switzerland, right? Yeah. In uh, in Monte. In, in, in Monte. No, it was in the the other French one. Oh, uh, Neuchâtel. Neuchâtel. That's right. Yeah. Wow. How, how amazing! This yeah. piece has kind of grown up throughout the world. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, we we did a lot of kind of raw tasking about um, to just create general movement of different configurations of bodies. And then I asked you to add a lot of uh, qualities on top of that. So some of the duets started to look quite different. And then the solar material also came from that, um, the the singular body removed from the duet. Mm. And, um, and then a really different quality added on top of that. 
then what you see in the piece is the sound the sound element, which is that the people observing are making sound effects for mm -hmm. <laughs> for the bodies mm. and i my idea was that it was this elaboration or extra kind of thing that's coming out of these bodies that there's a, there's maybe a sound that might sound similar to might look like that that might be the sound that is made by that movement or it might actually counter it completely as well and be quite contrasting and yeah so my idea was that maybe that the sound is coming out of the movement itself right yeah and we sort of did that um originally um by playing these games where one person would go out in front of the group and the people in the group would try and match noises to what <laughs> the person was doing. That's right. Which has now also become part of the work. That's right. And yeah. that, the game element of that and the the excitement and the tension that it builds, and, mm. and it's hilarious, mm. um, was just so entertaining to watch. It had to go in. Right. And so I think that, that idea of it being a game uh, does come into it a lot so there's, there's a lot of focus required from all of you because you have to be able to respond differently every time mm. yeah um and i guess both of you because you've had such long development periods there's been um time to edit and, mm. and time to think about what goes in what doesn't um jesse how do you is it instinctual that kind of editing process when you see something it doesn't work or do you let things sit or is it always mm. different? Uh, I guess it is always different. I'm, I do actually prefer editing, so I created a whole lot. Um, and actually, I, I chose the dancers I chose because I knew that they were going to generate movement and um, that I really wanted to use. Um, so they actually created stuff that pretty much went straight into the piece. So there was hardly any editing in that way, but it was more sort of spatially and um, what came next and all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always had to draw myself back to my first sort of ideas, and so it didn't sort of didn't get too excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, you know, drew myself back to my poetry that I wrote and um, any sort of stuff that I had else I had written down on my research, and um, going back also to the sort of pedestrian postures as well. So it mm. didn't. I kept saying, "Oh, make it bigger," because it was about amp amplifying those subtle nuances and all of that. Right. And you know, body postures aren't usually that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're punching somebody yeah. or you know running away. <laughs> or, you know, they're not generally Post not that big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it was about you know putting a magnifying glass to them and sort of exploring that range. And as dancers, we can make things as big as we yeah. want to and as big as we can, and mm. we enjoy doing that. And so it was about okay, maybe that's a little bit too far. Sort of rein it back, go back to what the essence of this is. And so yeah. I guess I edited in that way. Um, it wasn't so much taking about things; it was about manipulating. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was pretty smooth. And Richie, you um, you had us singing um, a German. As a German folk song, or <laughs> oh, a, yeah, a German a German round, German by round. Haydn. Yeah, we that's right, Haydn. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we, we we were doing that. That unfortunately hasn't made it in, but um, <laughs> I personally think a solo work for me could be coming up soon. Um, <laughs> if, if we want to re rework that, maybe we can find a way that you can like put a looping pedal on the ground and you can just sing it over <laughs> and over again. Maybe that should be the theme music for this podcast because I haven't got a theme music yet for for the new breed series. So well, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back over and um, record. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, um, look, 
Uh, it's an absolute pleasure talking to you about your works. Um, before we sign off, I want to say a huge thank you to We Love Jam Studios mm. um, for letting us come in and use their beautiful space. Um, if you're looking for more information regarding New Breed, go straight to the SDC website. That's citydancecompany.com. New Breed is running from the 29th of November That's to right. the 10th of December, and tickets are selling fast. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, um, you'd want to get onto that soon. As always, you can follow City Dance Company on Instagram and Twitter at City Dance Co. or go on Facebook. You know, we're everywhere these days. Um, you can also follow We Love Jam Studios at We Love Jam on Instagram and see all the exciting work these guys are doing around Sydney. Rich and Jesse, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, looking forward to um, kicking off the season with you guys yes. and good luck for opening night. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you.